the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast with your host, Brian Briscoe. In this podcast, we bring some of the top professionals in the apartment investing field to discuss various aspects of the apartment investing journey with the sole purpose of educating listeners to make wise investment decisions. The Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast is sponsored by Four Oaks Capital, bringing you high yield returns through apartment complex investing. This is episode number 170 and part of our multifamily brief series. So right now I'm looking at our podcast website. We use Buzzsprout to host the podcast and it shows it downloads. And the good news is we should hit 60,000 downloads a little later today. We're about 50 downloads short and we're averaging between 150 and 200 downloads a day. So super excited for that. Happy to announce that uh, you know we hit our 60,000th download. So thank you to everybody who's listening right now. We really appreciate it. We appreciate all the support you've given to the podcast and to us in general. So today I thought I'd talk about a couple of things. You know, first of all, I was asked yesterday about making money in multifamily. Is it possible to, you know, quit a job and replace your income using multifamily? And the answer is a resounding yes. There's a lot of people who have done it. I mentioned this several times on this podcast, but a couple of years ago, probably three, just over three years ago, I made a goal to replace my active duty income with multifamily in roughly three years before I retired. And incidentally, my retirement is going to be eight days from today. And I've essentially replaced my active duty income in three years. And I guess the next question would be, what does it take to get there? So I guess we can talk a little bit about, you know, how to make money through syndication. Now, first thing that I'll point out is there's several different ways to make money. And in general, it's it's not limited as to how much you can make. However, one thing people getting into the business don't really understand is it doesn't really create passive income. So how do you make money during syndications? Well, most syndicators are going to include an acquisition fee into every property that they close on. So obviously to make money, you have to purchase a property. You have to close on properties. Uh, So with a syndication, the general partnership, you know, they get together, they get a deal under contract, they do a whole lot of work, you know, due diligence, they put money on the line. Um, In our last deal, we had over $200,000 on the line that we would have lost had we not closed, but they, they put a lot of effort, a lot of time and a lot of risk into the products. They spend a lot of time trying to find investors to invest in the property and in order to compensate themselves for all the work, they put an acquisition fee into the property. So they raise money to purchase the property, but a little bit of money that they raise goes into their own pockets. So, you know, number one way to get paid with a multifamily syndication business is through the acquisition fees. And the average in the industry is, you know, usually between two and 3% of the acquisition price. So for a $5 million property, 3% of the purchase price is about $150,000. Now, remember, this is a team sport, so that's not all going to, to one person. That's going to be split between several people in most cases. And if you're treating this as a business, a lot of that acquisition fee is going to have to go towards overhead. But nonetheless, acquisition is it, the acquisition fee is the first way that you can get paid. Uh, number two, a lot of syndications have an asset management fee in there. Now, the property manager is going to charge a fee based on the rents and incomes. Um, but the asset manager is also going to charge a small fee, usually 1.5% or 1% to 2% is the range where this runs. So whoever is 
managing the manager, so to speak, is entitled to this acquisition fee of 1% to 2%. Now, what's included in asset management? Well, it's essentially executing the business plan. You know, we typically do value-add properties, so our asset manager is talking with general contractors, talking with property managers, uh, talking with everybody who's involved in the management of the property and the execution of the business plan, making sure timelines are up, making sure that everybody is on the same page moving forward. And like I said, the acquisition fee is typically 1% to 2% of the rents collected. Now, this is not a lot, but nonetheless, it is still another stream of income coming in from the property. The next way to make money on a, on a property is through the GP split. In most syndications, I'll say probably every syndication that I'm, I'm aware, is the general partnership or the people who are running the deal and the limited partnership are both entitled to certain incomes coming off the property. For example, you know, one syndication may have like a 70-30 split, another one may have an 80-20 split, another one may have a preferred return and a split afterwards, but nonetheless, the general partnership is going to earn money based off of the income that the property produces. So if there's a 75-25 split, and let's say this property makes $100,000 in a given year, the general partnership is going to make $25,000 in a year. Now, the cash flow, depending on how much cash comes through the door, the cash flow is typically going to be less than the acquisition fee, unless you really have a cash cow. And in that case, you know, keep it and hold it for as long as you can. But nonetheless, the GP portion of the cash flow is definitely going to be one source of revenue for the multifamily syndicator. Now, taking this all the way to full cycle, let's let's say let's say after a certain amount of time the property sells. You know, once again on a 75-25 split, you know, once the investors get their capital returned and any preferred returns paid, 25% of the remaining proceeds are going to go to the general partners' pockets. So this is another source of income for the multifamily syndicator. And like the acquisition fee, this can be a considerable amount, especially if the property has performed extremely well. And the last thing that we'll talk about are the other fees. Now, some syndicators put in a capital transaction fee or a disposition fee into the operating agreement. Now, basically what this means is every time they refinance the property or go through the process of selling the property, they are also going to take a fee for the extra work that they have done. I've seen these fees as high as, you know, one to two percent. This is something that I think from the LP perspective, you should understand as well. You know, are the syndicators taking a fee for the refinance if there's a refinance built in? And are they taking a fee for selling? Now, I personally don't like this fee the disposition fee or the the capital transaction fee because it doesn't necessarily align the investor's interests with the general partner's interests. You know, if, if a property is not performing well, you know, the GP can still get a payday by selling, whereas it may not be the best thing for the investors in general. But nevertheless, these fees are common in the industry. So if there's a $5 million property with a 1% capital transaction fee and the general partnership goes through a refinance. And incidentally, it is is a lot of work to refinance a property, but if they do a refinance, that'll be 1% of, or $50,000 in this case, you know, 1% of $5 million. So that fee can be quite significant. And on the back end, when when selling a property, you know, 1% to 2% disposition fee can also be quite significant, especially when added into, you know, the GP share of the, the property through the GP split. 
So in a nutshell, that's where the GP gets paid from a property. There's the acquisition fee up front. There's the asset management fee, you know, while they're managing the property. And that goes to, to whomever is, is managing. There is also the GP split, you know, during the cash flow period where they're getting a little bit of money every month or every quarter coming off the cash flow. The GP split when they sell. There's the other fees, the capital transaction or disposition fee that the GP can claim. Obviously, all these things have to be in the operating agreement. They have to be disclosed to the investors. But there's the other fees that either occur at sale or at refinance where the GP can compensate themselves for their work performed. And last thing I'll say, you know, if you're looking to make this a business, you know, the way to really make money is to is to always be closing. You know, if you can close on, say, two properties a year, there's two acquisition fees coming in. But if you consistently close on two properties a year and add these two properties to your portfolio every year, in addition to the two acquisition fees every year, you'll eventually be selling two properties per year. And if you look at the graph of income over time, it's very much U-shape. You know, there's a big windfall at the beginning, there's a big windfall at the end, and there's a trickle in between. So to turn this into a business, like I said, you have to consistently close on properties. But if you really want to turn this into a business that lasts a long time, you've got to consistently close on good properties. You've got to be able to keep your investors happy so they keep coming back. At the end of the day, this is really a reputation business. Anyway, that's it for today's show. Hope you enjoyed it. And we'll see you next time on Friday when we have another Ask the Expert episode for you. For listening to the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast today, brought to you by Four Oaks Capital. If you'd like to know more about how to invest in apartment buildings or want to be a guest in our show, visit our website at fouroakscapital.com slash podcast or email us directly. If you're still listening, you obviously like the show, so pull out your phone, tap subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast app. And we'll see you again next week.